0: Look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back You're here with Dave and Faisal on Newstalk 770 and More Than Money. Some new research out, uh, Faisal, that indicates that up to 20% of Canadians are actually entering long-term care too soon too soon too soon i find that uh, i mean that caught my attention for sure to help us understand what this report is all about georgina macdonald canadian institute of health research institute's vice president of western canada georgina welcome to the show
1: thank you very much
0: so let's just talk a little bit about this uh, this most recent report it's found that more than 20% of seniors are going into long-term care facilities before they need to T- explain to us what that means
1: yeah So basically what we did is we looked at a sample of seniors over a three-year period And we looked at kind of how they used home care, residential care, and acute care. And as you said, we found that about one in five who are entering residential care actually have the same characteristics of individuals who are served in their home or served in the community. Um, We then sort of dug a little bit deeper to try to identify why that's happening. Um, And what we did find is that if seniors are assessed in hospital, um, it has a very strong influence on both the probability and the speed at which seniors enter residential care. So it does seem to have quite an influence um, in terms of seniors entering residential care.
0: So what what do you think is causing this?
1: Yeah, I think it's, you know what what, what's actually happening right now, and it's, I don't think it's a surprise to you or probably to any of your listeners, but there's a huge growth happening right now in the seniors population, sure, yeah. and over the next 20 years, that 75 plus population is actually going to double, and you know, and, and actually in the next what we've experienced in the last 20, uh, we're going to experience that that in the next nine. So we've got a lot of population growth happening. It's putting a lot of pressure on the healthcare system in general. Um, what I would say is there's not a jurisdiction across the country that isn't focusing on this, really trying to address, you know, trying to figure out how do we provide the best care for seniors to keep them at home and in the community safely for as long as possible.
2: Now, no, there, there, think, There's a difference here between yeah. province to province, yeah. too, right? There's, yeah, you've got yeah. B.C. and Saskatchewan at the lowest rates probably in Canada. Here in Alberta, 31% of seniors are entering residential care early. Yeah. So why is it, do we know the reason of why Alberta might be higher than the other provinces?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know specifically, um, but but what I would say is really what we saw was a national trend, right? Like we're seeing a national trend of an area where health systems can perhaps focus, um, you know, where where we wanted to shed some light, and I think that's what we've done. The study was 12, 13, 13, 14, and and 14, 15, 2014, 15. Mm -hmm. So I know in Alberta, health services currently, they're doing quite a bit of work. They have a strategic clinical network that's focused on seniors. They're doing quite a bit of work in terms of looking at sort of appropriateness in hospital and, and that shift to the community. So if we looked at the most recent, if we, if we repeated this study, um, chances are we wouldn't see that as an outlier. Cool.
0: I'm interested yeah. to know, Georgina, if this is a, a financial problem or a care problem. So is it, yeah. is it, a, is it a problem for, um, y- you know, the, the sort of the percentages that we're seeing in Alberta and Manitoba for people going in? We know there is a shortage of, of beds for long-term mm-hmm. care. So is this, is this a problem of the system's ability to deal with it? Um, um, and are we sacrificing care by keeping people at home?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I I, w- I think what it is. I, I think what it is. My personal, like, you know, what, what my opinion is, and what I hear from the working group that we work that, that developed this work, yeah. um, is that very much what's happening is the system is trying to adjust. Right. Um, and and so I think you know what what healthcare um, uh, health authorities and, and regions do is they provide health services. And they're really trying to focus on how best to uh, orient those services to allow people to live independently for as long as possible because right. that's what most people want to do, right? Yeah, but true. but there's there's also the rest of the community that really contributes to seniors being able to live um, independently, right? So there's the municipalities, um, you know, looking at, you know, streets and safety and those sorts of things. There's, there's housing, there's food. Like, there's a whole other uh, uh, a dimension of sort of those factors that, that influence health. And I think it takes a whole community. It's going to be a whole... It's sort of a shift in paradigm almost.
0: Well, you know, I, I think that shift in paradigm is exactly it. I mean, we, we all know... Whether it's you've read the empirical data or anecdotally, yeah. we've got an aging population. And it's a, it's a big demographic bubble that's going to put a strain on, on the system. And I agree with you. And yeah. Faisal, we've had lots of conversations with individuals, but also healthcare professionals that would indicate very clearly, people want to age in place, right? They don't want to be in yeah. a facility. Yeah. Um, so we, we do have to somehow, I guess, as a society, figure out how that works, both from a yeah. care perspective and from a cost perspective, because the costs are going to be enormous going through this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really big. And I think where where the planning comes into play is not only when you're looking at your own situation of how you're going to plan for your long-term care needs potentially – you also have to understand the generation above you as well. So your parents need to, and how their their needs are, because you know, like I, I say this many times uh, to our clients, we have clients who are 65 years of age and they tell their kids to plan for your retirement. Yeah. We yeah. have 85 and 90 year old clients who tell their kids plan for your, your healthcare, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? So it's, yeah. it's a different approach. So it's a very, um, I think what we need to, um, be careful of is that it's not just one generation, it's two, um, for now. And more importantly, that there, that we need to be more, um, like you said, a community-based view view versus just, um, top down.
0: And before we finish off the segment, um, I, am I'm, I'm curious to just to get your input, uh, Georgina on how do we better decide where individuals should be receiving care?
1: You know I think the I think one of the number one places is from the patient and their family themselves, right, right? so I think that that perspective is is really important. I think often um, uh, clients may choose to live with a bit more risk at home, but that 's where they want to be right so so I think that 's certainly the number one perspective, and that 's what most um, most health authorities are looking at. but then of course, you need to look at the client needs, et cetera, and make sure that there 's the right match between the care setting and the care needs.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, well, let's yeah. end it at that point, Georgina. I, th- I want to thank you for taking some time with us today.
1: Okay, great. Thank you very much.
0: We've Bye-bye. been joined by Georgina McDonald, Canadian Institute of Health Research Institutes, Vice President of Western Canada. Um, Faisal, I don't think we can ignore the reality that there's going to be a balance, a very tight balancing act between quality of care and the cost of that care and how it's delivered as you know as our population ages right i mean it's not a simplistic problem we know that uh we've talked about it for years we're going to be talking about it for years to come yeah so you know i, I i'm not sure what the answer or what the solution is going to look like i'm not sure but anybody has it there's lots of models not just in canada and the u.s but outside of that but let's face it it's a big problem
2: yeah it's a huge problem and there's you can take the extremes of it should be completely the the uh the state should cover the cost all the way. It should be the individual that covers the cost. And, and there's something in between. Yeah. Um, and, and more importantly is the, the quality of care. It's not just care alone. It's the quality of care that we want to have for, for our aging uh, population. And so we want to make sure that, that that's all balanced, like you said. Yeah. One of the biggest concerns also is who's going to pay for it and yeah. how it's going to be paid for. Yeah. Um, I can tell you 25 years ago, many individuals would have said the government will take care of me. Oh, for sure. I'm telling you right now, most of our clients that we talk to or you know, people that we meet at our seminar and so forth, they don't believe
0: that anymore. Well, it's not that they just don't believe it. They're acting against that. I can give you story after story of individuals who have said, I'm going outside of our healthcare system to get something done. It's already happening.
2: Yeah, it's a small percentage at this point in time. It's not a huge percentage Correct, of the population. But it's happening. But they are not. But they realize that there's an issue and they realize that they have to probably figure it out on their own. Right. Right. Um, but they don't have a strategy in place for it. Right? Yeah, that's
0: correct, and and that's something from a financial planning perspective needs to be considered, right? Depending on what your belief is there, again, quality of care, access to care, you may have different plan based on how you see that. The other thing I think from a balancing perspective is not just the financial, but you said quality of care, and um, and you know, Georgina referred to it also. I think that we're all going to become caregivers. In Canada, everybody is going to have a caregiving role at some point, whether it's for kids or whether it's for parents, we're all caregivers Correct. and, and we'll see what role, you know, that actually plays and what the costs of that are too, right? Because we've done, we've done lots of shows on this in the past. Maybe, um, maybe you can't take a promotion and move because you've got to care for parents. There's, there's lots of costs involved in this, right? In different ways, but we it's see a complex We've seen clients
2: problem. defer their retirement for sure. because of an aging parent. For sure. So it, it,
0: it absolutely it can happen for sure.
2: Okay. And so we should we're going to discuss all this. The biggest concern that people have in Canada as they age is his health, and that's going to be the big concern. And how do you pay for those 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 quality of care that are out of pocket expenses? Yeah. How do you also enjoy your lifestyle for the whole time, uh, while while you are able to do so? Correct. We're going to discuss that and how do you profit and protect in these types of markets on Tuesday, August twenty second, seven p.m. at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seat. So please give us a call 966-8400-966-8400 or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com.